0: Good morning, everybody. Today is March the 17th, 2022. It's just amazing that 62 years ago today, I had a baby. My youngest child's birthday is today, St. Patrick's Day. He was born on my brother's birthday, and that was an exciting time for me, but today I want to talk to you about a Bible verse. Last podcast I did, I talked to you about what I know. And I want to remind you that the only reason I can say what I know is truth is because I read it in the Bible. It's not what I came up with or read in somebody else's book. It's what I read in the Word of God. And today, I want us to examine some verses. We've probably gone over them before at some point in our podcast, but these are very important verses. In Psalm 37, we're told to fret not because of evildoers. Imagine God telling us to fret not because of evildoers. When there's so much evil in the world, And he says, trust me. And I think it's amazing how God has even used evil to accomplish his goals. That's the kind of God he is. You see, we have to remember that he still is in control. It seems that everything is going haywire, but it's not. Everything that's happening is putting his plan together because he is still in charge. And so we read in Psalm 37, don't fret because of evildoers. They will, don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. Iniquity, remember, selfishness. There are so many people doing what's wrong today because of their selfishness. I think our government, I don't know that they really care about the, the little man in America. I just don't see them taking into consideration the needs of the middle class worker because everything is is getting more expensive it it cost over a hundred dollars to fill up my car with gasoline but you know what i just don't make any extra trips anymore i don't excessively drive my car and groceries are going up and so I make sure I eat everything I buy. I don't let it stay in the refrigerator and throw it in the garbage because it goes bad. And it's good for me to be more disciplined and do what's right. And then it says, they will soon be cut off like the grass and wither like the green herbs. They will be cut off, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and you'll be fed. I just wonder how many of you believe that. You know what it says? Let me read it again. Trust in the Lord and do good. That means seek righteousness. And I think that if you're a Christian, that's what we need to be teaching people. We don't need to be out marching and demonstrating and and becoming an activist. need to be sharing God's word it says if then you will dwell in the land and you will be fed delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart well that's something to believe that if you delight yourself in the Lord that means enjoy him obey him be obedient to his word it says You will be able to do what you want to. And then commit your way unto the Lord and trust in Him, and He'll bring it to pass. It says, commit your way unto Him, and He'll work it all out. Sometimes I don't know what I should be doing, and so I just ask the Lord to show me what I should do. And He always does. He has never let me down, and he never will. And then verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That's the key. If you rest in the Lord, you wait patiently for his guidance. And verse 8 says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. God, there's so many mad people in this world today. I see it more and more every day. People are angry and and bitter and resentful. And I can never remember a time that you couldn't disagree peacefully. And now, if you don't agree with the progressive socialist of this nation, you're the one that's wrong. And I just, I never thought I would see that happen. But you see, if you don't know the Bible, you don't know the truth. If you don't know the truth, you don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do, you're frustrated. And you sit idly by wishing somebody would tell you what to do. And God is perfectly capable, perfectly able, perfectly willing to tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And then it says, For evildoers will be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. How about that? It says, In a little while the wicked will not be, yet you shall diligently consider the place, and it shall not be. The meek Will inherit the earth. Meek doesn't mean weakness. Meek and humble means that you give God the praise and the credit and the glory. I listen to Andre Bocelli sing the Lord's Prayer. I almost listen to that every day. And when he gets to the phrase, to thine be the kingdom and the glory and the power, it just thrills my heart Because you see, this world belongs to God. And one day soon, he's going to step down and take over. He's going to be the king. And he's going to rule the whole wide world. And those of us that believe in him today and trust in him today and allow him to live in us will be rewarded. And eternity is forever. And I'm convinced that we spend too much time and energy and effort on today. And I certainly don't think we should take today for granted or live foolishly. But I think we should focus on our future. I know many times Sam and I took wonderful trips. We never did have a lot of money but we had expensive tastes. And so we would save our money until we had it in a savings account. He had a special checkbook. I still have it. And he put what we saved for a trip in this special bank account. And once it was all paid for, then we took the trip. And we I was always looking for how I could cut grocery money and put some savings away because I was looking forward to our wonderful trip. And we always stayed in great hotels. And we ate in wonderful restaurants. He loved wonderful food, gourmet food. And we would go where there were wonderful restaurants. But you see, it was already paid for. And so it didn't harm us. We didn't go run up a big bill. We estimated how much the food would cost, and we knew how much the hotels would cost, and we knew how much the plane fare would cost, and we put it aside. And then we enjoyed the trip. And I think we should prepare and plan for our future so that we will enjoy it. And it all depends on how we live our life today. If I let the Spirit of God control me on a daily basis... I'm saving for that trip. That's how I put aside what I will enjoy when I go home to be with the Lord. And as most of you know, I had my 90th birthday last year, last December the 21st. It's hard for me to believe I'm 90 years old, but I want it to be known that I'm glad. I don't want to go back a single year. And I look forward to, to the time that I get to go home to be with the Lord and to see my husband. And so many of my friends that were believers that died, they're all there. And it's not a scary thing, but I want to tell you, it was before I became a Christian. I was so afraid to die that I wished I had never been born, and that was a miserable way to live, Because I knew one day I was going to close my eyes and stop breathing. And I was scared to death. Because I didn't know what happened when that happened to me. But now I know. The last heartbeat, I'll be with him. I'll be there. And so I want to spend my time now preparing for that wonderful trip. And it's closer to me than it was Who knows? I don't know when my time comes to go, but God knows. And I know that He will leave me here as long as He has something for me to do. And I want to tell those of you that listen to this podcast, it is such a privilege for me to be able to turn on my cell phone and sit in my house and teach you the truths that have meant so much to me. I became a believer in 1964. That's a long time ago. And I have had the wonderful opportunity of sitting under some of the greatest Bible teachers that have ever been. My husband started a a ministry in Birmingham called Keswick. And he got 10 men together and they each put $100 in a bank account to have Keswick. And he invited the greatest Bible teachers in the world to come to Birmingham. And you know, they never spent that $1,000 because the offerings that were taken up took care of all the expenses. And to save money, we would have these men stay in our home. And what a joy and what a privilege it was for us to have them and have fellowship with them and learn from them. And in Keswick, they taught us how to how to share our faith and how to have the Spirit of God in control and how to confess our sin and how to walk daily with the Lord. Those days are gone. There is no more Keswick. Keswick started in England in a little town called Keswick. And there were great Bible teachers that spoke and Sam found out who they were, And wrote them a letter, and they came. We were floored that they would come to Birmingham. And the Keswick ministry grew so that we had a hard time finding a place to have it. And then, I don't know what happened, but we went to the Philippines in 1972. And we moved back to Birmingham in 1977. And we had Keswick. And Stephen Olford from New York City was the speaker. And there were 25 people there. I don't know what happened in those five years, but people had lost their hunger for really good, doctrinal, sound Bible teaching. And I'm so thankful that I had that opportunity. And it makes my life worthwhile that I can just sit here and teach you the things that changed my life. And the Word of God should change your life. It's not just fun and games. As you study and learn, it should change you. It should make you better. It should equip you for the days ahead. And you and I know those days may be hard, but hard days are good for people that trust God because it forces us to trust Him more. And that's what we need to do. So I want to thank you for listening, encourage others to listen, and be available to share your faith and to encourage people. There are so many people today that are desperate and scared to death, terrified, and you and I have the answers. So be willing to share. God bless you and thank you for listening.